This is our fourth and final session on Isaiah 9, 1 through 7. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. Now what kind of government will it be? That's the question. And the first way he answers that is by describing the name of the child that will be the governor, the son, Jesus Christ, the Son of God. He will be a wonderful counselor, and so will govern with perfect wisdom. He will be a mighty God, and therefore will govern with omnipotent power. He will be an everlasting father, and therefore will govern with fatherly care and provision. He will be a prince of peace, and therefore to the end of his kingdom there will be no hostility, no conflict, and everything provided for a life of peace. That's the first way he defines the government. Now, he's not done. Of the increase of his government, he's going to say some more about this government, and of peace, more about the peace. There will be no end. On the throne of David and over his kingdom, to establish it and uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time forth and forevermore, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. I see six more things said about this governance or this governor or this government. First, it is pervasive in God's new heavens and new earth. Of the increase of this government and of peace, there will be no end. Now, I I suspect this does not mean that some kind of profound physics lesson is being offered, that the universe continues to be expanding forever and ever. But rather, I suspect this means the expanse something like that, expanse of his government, no end, peace, no end. In other words, there are no pockets of rebellion outside his sway in this new world that he's bringing into being. That's the first thing, a pervasive government. The second thing is that it fulfills the promises made to King David. It's not um, Caesar's throne that's being established. It's the throne promised throughout the entire history of Israel. It's the fulfillment of all the promises made to David. For example, 2 Corinthians 21, the Lord was not willing to destroy the house of David because of the covenant that he had made with David. And since he had promised to give him a lamp, to give a lamp to him and to his sons forever. So God's fulfilling the promise to David. Jeremiah 23, 5, Behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will raise up for David a righteous branch. That's the Lord Jesus. That's the son born in Isaiah 9, 6. And he shall reign as king and deal wisely and shall execute justice and righteousness in the land. And the best thing of all 
is that when the establishing of David's throne comes to pass, everybody in the kingdom shares in the love God had for David. Watch this. Isaiah 55. Come, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. You who have no money, come buy and eat. Come buy wine and uh, wine and milk without money and without price. Why you spend your money for that which is not bread and your labor for that which does not satisfy? Listen diligently to me and eat what is good. Delight yourselves in rich food. Incline your ear. Come to me here that your soul may live. Now remember, this is being said to whoever thirsts. This is who will be in the kingdom. And I will make with you, with all of you who come, an everlasting covenant, namely, my steadfast, sure love for David. I will include you as though you were David's child in my commitment to establish David on his throne. So you, in Christ, will be loved the way I love the David's son. Jesus. That's the second thing. Third, I see here, is that it will be, this kingdom will be established and sustained by God to establish it and to uphold it with justice and righteousness. So God is the one who is bringing about this government and he promises to establish it and sustain it. So it is uh, firm. You can count on this kingdom because God will uphold it. Fourth, it will be just. Justice and righteousness will hold sway in this kingdom. There will be no injustice or unrighteousness in this new kingdom. And fifth, it will last forever. And sixth, one of the most amazing, the zeal, which is the same word for jealousy. The zeal or the jealousy of the Lord of armies, the Lord of hosts, will do this. Will do what? Will take his son and put him on the throne of David and surround him with a kingdom of people who are included in the love that he has for his son. In other words, infinite zeal, infinite jealousy is behind God's passion to enthrone his son on the throne of the universe, which happens to be the throne of David. And from there... Forever and ever, he will rule with justice and righteousness. He will uphold it, and none will be able to take it down. It will have no end to its expanse or its peace. And he will be a wonderful counselor, a mighty God, an everlasting father, and a prince of peace. This is what Jesus was born to achieve.